Well, good morning, everybody. Darren Saul here, your host of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast, episode 102. And I hope everybody's doing fantastically well. I have the legendary Dave Sortell here in the studio. And we're going to have a very, very inspirational and motivational episode because Dave has an incredible story that we can all learn a lot from. The topic of today is never give up and never retreat. So Dave, how are you doing this morning? Doing real well, mate. How's yourself? Very well. You're looking, re- you're looking relaxed and rested. Nice weekend. Oh, been a bit nervous this morning, but I'm doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to be fine, mate. Absolutely fine. So for everybody out there, I'll just give everybody a rundown into who Dave is. So Dave Sortell is 54 and from the Gold Coast. Dave has spinal bifida and he's been a paraplegic by birth. He's an ex-Australian weightlifter and won the Australian powerlifting titles with a best lift of 185 kilos. He has done a 15-hour marathon kayak from Southbank in Brisbane to the Gold Coast and has also won Australian and world title long drive golf competitions with a best hit of 245 metres. Dave holds a Guinness World Record for the longest seated golf shot from a chair. As you can see, Dave has an incredible positive mindset and he would like people to know that whether you're in a wheelchair or able to walk, you can beat any challenge. Life doesn't have to be hard. Never give up and never give in. This episode is an episode in perspective. So Dave, that's incredible, mate. You're putting me to shame. Oh, mate, it's been, it's been a great ride. <clears throat> Not done yet. I still want to go back and try and break the Guinness World Record later this year again. My God. And, um, and do a few other things that I'm hoping to get myself into as the, as the year goes on. Just out of interest, actually, how does the Guinness Book of Records work? Do you just go and break a record and then submit it? Or how you get someone to document it? How does it work? Well, wh- what you have to do is you have to uh, send off a, a letter to the head office in England. Yep. And you wait for them to say, yes, you can have a go at it. And, oh, right. um, and then what they normally do is they'll give you all these specs. Like with the Guinness World Record, it's to break... The, the longest seated shot. So you've got to be seated, of course. It's got to be on an uphill grade. You know, it's got to be on a proper golf hole yeah. and There's everything all these restrictions like that. and so, rules and regulations around everything. Uh, yeah, it, it's quite fun. It's quite, it, but it was fun to do because I did it back in um, 2011. Wow. First, first time. And um, it's down at um, Canberra, down at um, one of the golf courses down there. Yeah, lovely. And I, um, a mate of mine said, let's have a go. So we put on all the papers and we were going to get somebody from um, Guinness to come along and um, and video it, I mean, right. be there, but that cost an extra $5,000. So we, we did all the um, proper stuff. We had the like a proper excavator there that could yep. measure the, the, the distance and everything like that. And, uh, gotcha. Gotcha. and we did it all. Then we submitted it and about... Three months, I think it was. Three months later, we got the letter and the certificate in the mail saying you're uh, the Guinness World Record holder. Fantastic! That's that's incredible. Well done. Congratulations. Well done. Thanks very much. Um, it's good fun. Absolutely. So, mate, look, you're you're obviously an incredibly strong-minded person. Very positive. Your outlook is, you know, is is incredible. Um, 
So I kind of want to get a bit of a, an insight into how you were growing up. What were you like as a kid? What, was, what, was, what were you like in that respect? Well, when I was growing up with the, as a kid, um, I had the same things as every, every, every other kid, I suppose. Yep. I did the, uh, the playing the games with the brothers and the friends in the front yard and everything like that. Yep. I never really had much to do with other disabled people growing up because right. I was down here on the Gold Coast and I was... Um, I just had a normal life. My brother had motorbikes, so I yep. went with them. And then we got into different sports. And my brother played uh, rugby league, so I became the time timekeeper for the club. Gotcha, yeah. You know, my, my my childhood was just well. I class it as normal as possible, being in a wheelchair. Yep. There were some down times, like sure. there's times where you can't get out with your friends and do what you want to do. Yeah. And that's when it gets a little bit down and, yeah, and yeah. used to get a little bit down. I used to, my, my um, best friend when I was growing up was food. Right. And um, I, um, I used to eat a lot. Right. I mean, I still do, but um, <laughs> I um, used to eat a lot and um, I spent a lot of time with my mother. She was my, she ended up being my best friend. But as I got older, all of a sudden I could start doing more. And the, and the friends were all of a sudden started to be more realistic and, oh, hang on, we're doing this, Dave can come. So why don't we get him to go? So I used to get in and go to the movies or, nice. or go to parties. Yeah, I just had the normal life. Good. Oh, that's fantastic. So you're always pretty um, positive and had lots of people around you most of the time. And Yeah, I had, um, I'm not, not going to say everything was perfect, yeah. but I had, um, I had, a good bunch of friends and I have a good bunch of friends now, but, nice. um, but I had a good bunch of friends and I, they did the best that they could. Yep. But they still wanted to go off and do their own thing and, yeah. you know, that I couldn't do. So in those times I used to just be at home and, and uh, watch a lot of TV. Wow. Fantastic. And but you, you, you learn your limitations as you're getting older, when you're a disabled and when you're an able-bodied person, Absolutely. You learn your limitations when you get older, as, as you get older, sorry. Yep. They say with age comes wisdom and, you know, we're still learning about ourselves every single day. Like if I look oh, at, I'm totally. learning more about myself every day and I'm thinking, my God, five, 10 years ago, I didn't think like that at all. or I wasn't like that or I, yeah. di I didn't realize that I was like that or whatever. It's taken, it's taken me a lot, even um, to now, to my age now. Yeah. Um, I was given, like when I was given, I was given 48 hours to live when I was born. Oof. And um, I'm still now on 54. Wow. But two years ago, um, I nearly lost my life. I, I had um, a thing called fascist itis gangrene. Oh. Uh, it was all through the back of my legs and my backside and up my back. Oh. And um, I spent four and a half months in hospital with a 21 centimetre wound in the in, the, in my back and, and stuff like that. And um, I had 15 operations. Oh when, you're a disabled, when you're a disabled person, you have these ups and downs. But I've been pretty lucky. That's the worst thing that's ever happened to me, except for yeah. I'm no, I'm numerous broken legs. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, again, it's just normal. It's just one of those things that happened. Yeah. I didn't know I was sick at the time. I just got back from America yeah. about a month or so beforehand. And they said, and um, I um, all of a sudden came down sick and uh, it uh, nearly took my life. 
but I'm still here and I'm still kicking. Right, you're doing fantastically well. And I can see you've put out some great videos as well, which I can link some of the audience to later on. That'd be great. I'd love, I'd love everybody to see the um, the uh, videos from the from the gym and stuff like that. Just to, you know, it's doesn't matter if you're able-bodied or disabled. Just got to get out there and give life a go. And I love, I love my gym workouts. Yeah, I'm fitter than I've been for many, many years. And I'm doing, I'm doing quite well. Absolutely. And, and that's what I want everybody to get out of today as well, is to remember that this story is a story that we can all apply and learn from. You know, we're all facing challenges of some type. And it's all about here. It's all about how we think and, and it's all mm-hmm. about our perspective. That's right. You know, I've, I've got, a, you've called this um, podcast, um, Never Give Up, Never Retreat. That's right. That's a, that's a tattoo on my arm. of course it's what i live by that's my life mantra i live by that never give up never retreat and uh, ever since i've you know come up with that it just makes it that little bit easier to understand life you know no you don't have a lot of people out there do give up yeah but you don't have to yeah you just got to find a different way of getting around and doing things yeah Here's here's a question for you i mean do you remember a particular point in your journey when, you, when things were tough and you said, no, this is the turning point. I am moving forward and I'm choosing optimism and positivity and this perspective. Or was it just something that happened naturally over time? No, it was 2017, 2018 Christmas when I got crook. Right. And then even still, to be honest with you, after that, yep. I came out of hospital and I was still on a downer. I was very lucky to meet um, some certain people that helped me and still helped me and kicked me in the butt when I needed yeah. um, to make to make me realise that I can do these things and I can push myself if I have yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's what it is. It's just having the right people in your in your corner, really. Yeah. So was it? Would you say that that turning point, um, you know, a few years ago when you decided to choose positivity and optimism was partly from within and partly with the help of some of those people around you or was it a personal definitely, choice? Definitely from the help from the people yep. who made me realize that I was absolutely still stuffing up yep. and I needed to get my head in the game nice. and start thinking what I can do. Yep. And this is, what, this is what it's all about. I want to get into motivational speaking. That's my main goal. Beautiful. I'd like to get into my, I'd love to be able to work out some way of uh, writing my autobiography one day. Fantastic. I feel I've got a story to tell in a book. Great. But again, I have to find somebody to help me do that because I'm not very good with that kind of thing. Sure. But can get, you can get ghostwriters now that can do all that for you as well. That's what I mean. I'd like to find somebody that would be able to help me with that. But, you know, my main thing is to just let people out there know that being disabled or being is disabled, it's just a way of life. Yep. You know, it's the same with being an able-bodied person. Live your life the best way you can. Yep. I, I'm tr- now doing that. Fantastic. I'm now doing that. I'm, I'm living my life. I feel I've got the best life now compared to I've ever had in my entire life. And Love my it. entire life. Love it. Love it. My life now is where I've wanted to be all along. Awesome. Well, let's kind of, I want to kind of hack into your mindset a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So let's say, you know, wh- 
what are some of the strategies that you use for yourself to keep yourself on track and keep yourself thinking the right way and maintaining the right perspective during tougher times? Well, every day I make sure I get up and I go to the gym. Yep. I go to the gym. I get myself activated. I've got a carer who comes in and um, helps me with different things and we do things together. I've got people helping. I've got nurses to come in. This is all things that get you going. Yep. You know, it's the help that you have behind you that, like, a lot of people can do it on their own. And I would say most of my stuff I'm doing now, I am doing on my own. Yep. But I'm still only learning. Great. Yep. You don't have to give up on yourself. you just got to work out a different way to do it. Yep. So would you say routine is an important thing? Routine. 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 You don't have to be regimental about it. Just every day. For me, it's every day getting up and going to the gym. Yeah. Or getting up and going for a wheel or wheel, whatever you want to call it. Nice. Or learning how to cook because I'm le- I am slowly learning how to cook. Oh, good. Properly, finally. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I um, it's just setting yourself different challenges in a day. Yeah. It might be just a you might be feeling a bit down and you don't want to do anything. Get yourself up. Go to the shop. Go buy some food. Yeah. Go for a walk. If you say, oh, no, I'll go to the gym later. No, go to the gym now. Yeah. So you're obviously a person that you don't want to sit there and dwell. If you're you know, in a slump, you just say, all right, what can I do to get out of it? Let's, let's change environment. Let's do something. Let's just not I, sit and wallow. I find if I sit for too long on my own, I get very, very down. Sure. I still do. I get very, so do we all. I get very lonely and very, um, very down and very down on myself. So do we all. And I... Um, I don't want to see that happen. I don't want to see that happen to anybody anymore. Yeah. yeah. Especially to anybody I know or, you know, anybody out there that I might be able to help, you know? Beautiful. Beautiful. So obviously having the right people around you seems to have been a, a really strong driving force in your life. Having a routine have, was, is a really strong, you know, yeah. philosophy to live by. Anything else that you want to, you know, any other well, superpowers? You don't have to actually be, um, have a team of people behind you. You just have to think, right, what can I achieve in that day? Yeah. Or what can I do in that day? The people I've got around me say to me, don't, you don't have to sit here. You can do these different things yourself. Nice. And it's taken me a while to actually realise, yeah, getting out and going to the gym or getting out and going and doing a little bit of shopping or I'm trying to set up an office at the moment here at home. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, these are the things that keep me going you know yeah. and so i'm just not sitting at home yeah so obviously it sounds like it's nice to have a goal as well to have something to chase yes have that have that you know uh something at the end of the tunnel to keep going yeah. that's that's it if you can i have the goal of being able to do the motivational speaking yeah. um have another go at the guinness world record nice but um at the moment i'm really concentrating on my gym because i want to be as fit as i can be Great, great. Because of the scare that I had in 2017, 2018, really made me wake up and realise that um, there's more to life. Yeah. You know? So how, many, how many times a week do you go to the gym? Four to five. Four to five times, wow. Four to five. I do cardio one day, weights one day, cardio, weights, cardio, weights. Right. <laughs> I, do bench, I do bench press with the best lift at the moment of 150 kilos. Jeez, that's incredible. 
Well, not bad coming back from, uh, you know, not bad for a 54-year-old. Not bad at all, are you? <laughs> You're doing extremely well. Let's kind of talk a bit about your um, experience and your journey as, you know, as such an incredible sportsman and, and achieving so many goals. What is chasing all these records and goals and power lifts and uh, longest golf drives? What has that taught you? How did you... You know, what have you learned about yourself doing those kind of things, competing at such a high level as an athlete? I learned with the sport, because that's part of what uh, really got keeps me going, is that um, I can achieve things. I can achieve records. I can achieve, go to America and beat the Yanks and, wow. and, uh, and the Europeans over there. And, uh, you know, I can do that. With, with the sport, I found it gave me great... Um, motivation and great love of my life doing the sport of course it's it's the same as anybody else yeah anybody else can do this and that's another thing is feeling like you can do these things with a disabled with Dave against a disabled or an able-bodied person see in, in long drive in a year in Australia I didn't have a disabled person to compete with so I used to compete against the able-bodied guys right. so you you've, you've got the record for everybody I got the record for every. I, I do classic because even in my um, in my weightlifting and in my kayaking and especially in my golf, I've had a great team behind me. I've got my coaches. I've got a guy that let, um, loads the ball for me. I've got great support. You know, nice, nice. they're all trying to get me to go back into full time golf again now, and I'm still contemplating with it. <laughs> well, I love I love sport. Sport has given me a purpose. You know how you were just saying before. What drives what drives you kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. What drives me is doing my sport. Yeah. Getting up. When I was competing, weightlifting and the kayaking, it gave me purpose to be able to get up every day and go and train that. So true. So true. And I've heard that I've heard that so many times from so many different people with different circumstances that we all need a goal to get us out of bed in the morning and to go and chase. That's what keeps us on track. Goals are the best thing. Goals are the best thing to achieve. And I'll be honest with you, it's taken the last maybe 12 months for me to realise that. I, did, I, I was just doing the sports. I thought I was just doing the sports just for the fun of it. Yeah, yeah. But then somebody sat me down and re- made me realise that, no, Dave, you've achieved so much. You have a massive story. Yeah. I didn't, because I was enjoying what I was doing. I just didn't worry about it. I just went and done it. Yeah. I just went and trained and went to all these competitions down south and then over to the states and and that person made me realise, yeah, I have I have achieved a little bit and that's when I started to think, okay, what else can I do? Wow, well done. And what about uh, for fun? What do you like to do for fun? Fun is motorsport. Motorsports. Yeah, drag racing, car drag racing. <laughs> Fantastic. I've been I've crewed on a few. Um, few uh, mates drag cars over the years. Yep. I actually had a 1978 um, Ford Escort. Oh. And we, uh, <laughs> we had a thing up here um, quite a few years ago called Operation Drag, right. where all the, all the young guys could take their potted up cars and do a drag racing down the drag strip. Yep. And one day my brother said to me, come on, we'll take you up there and you can do the drags. And I went up there and I actually took the seven the old escort down the drag strip a few times. So, really? but my mate, I love, I, I find in, in, in my life, 
I found, always found drag racing or motorsport to be like a stress release. I just go and I enjoy it. Other things I love to do is I love to get out and go for walks or um, just do a little bit of shopping or, you know, stuff like that. Just the normal, normal everyday things, really. But my release is definitely the drag racing side of life. Car racing. So car racing. You mentioned a bit of cooking lately. A little bit of cooking. And I'll be honest with you, up until maybe 12 months ago, I was absolutely shocking at it. <laughs> but um, um, people that are helping me are actually guiding me. And uh, I now can cook basic meals. What are your favourite, what are your signature dishes at the moment? At the moment, it's rissoles and vegetables. With shit. <laughs> Uh, I have um, I have a person that comes in and you know, cooks up really good meals for for me and um, like I'll have sweet and sour chicken or curry sausages stuff like that yeah. you know but um, I'm doing the basic things sausages steak yeah. veggies you know all that kind of stuff and I suppose and is, that, is that a good thing as well I'm you know I'm, there's probably a few dietitians and nutritionists out there and exercise physiologists that are probably wanting to know. Do you find that eating well also keeps your mind on track? Yes. Well, actually, in the last maybe two month and a half, I've just my personal trainer, my PT, is actually a dietitian. There you go. So she's put me on um, on a uh, diet as well. So I eat. You know, I'm trying. I try and take as much garbage out of my life. Yeah. As I can, but I still have a cheats day every Saturday afternoon, Sunday. So do we all? Absolutely. Yeah, but um, <laughs> um, Bianca, my my PT, she um, she said to me, I said to her actually, I'd like to have a bit of a diet. So she set me up with a little bit of a diet where, you know, I can still have the rissoles and the veggies and the the meals and stuff like that. So you know, it's it's a good rounded meal i have my breakfast i have my lunch might have a bit of fruit or a protein shake in the middle of the day you know all that kind of stuff yeah, all the yeah. stuff that a, a person working out should do yeah try to do anyway yeah. and are you missing you're missing all your travel you're, you travel for you know all your records and sports or are you happy in the gold coast for a while oh no i so want to go back over to america yeah. oh, really? i so want to go back to the states i want to go back down i've got some friends of mine that live down in newcastle nice nice and they have a golf golf day every year that I, I I do. I sit on the tee and hit the golf ball for them in the golf day. And I'd love to be able to get back and just get back into normal things and doing that again. Yeah. But I would love, I love America. I love the really? States. Why do you like America so much? What do you love about the States? Well, one, I, that's where I won my first um, world title. <laughs> but I, love, I won that in Vegas. Of all places. Wow, what a great place. No problem. What a great place to do it. I love Vegas. It was. It was, it was great. It, um, <coughs> then we went back over to um, uh, Carolina, yep. uh, North and South Carolina, and Lovely. competed over there. So. Lovely. <coughs> but, <coughs> excuse me. Getting back to competing, being able to travel, yeah, yeah. that would be a fantastic must be, a, oh. must be a real buzz as well when you, yeah. when you get to those. Yeah, I would just get on a plane at the moment and go down and once the COVID's finally out of Melbourne, go back to Melbourne. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, That would be great. Me too, me too. That would, that would be fantastic. Uh, I love to travel. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love having weekends away. You know, that's another thing that I find relaxing is just a weekend away. Awesome. Getting away, just doing nothing. It's great. Yeah. Oh, fantastic, Dave. Well, you're obviously, you know, incredibly driven. What are you, <laughs> apart from some more sporting goals, what, what are the goals do you have and plans for the future? Anything else? Well, as I said, I'd like to get into um, the motivational speaking side of life. Yep. Uh, I'd love to get on the Australian motivational speaking tour if I can. Um, I want to be, I want to be able to be as fit as I can be. Um, write the book. That would be fantastic to be able to um, sit down and uh, put pen, pen to paper, so to speak, and uh, write the write the autobiography. Yeah. But the main goal is for me at the moment is to get into the speaking and um, maybe even think of another sport to get back into. Yeah, sure. You know, uh, so I can lead, lead from the front, and so people can just say, well. If he can do it, so can I. Absolutely. Any uh, suggestions about what sports you'd like to get into? What's what are you thinking about at the moment? <coughs> well, the golf. Golf, yeah. Next year, my um, personal trainer is trying to come in to do a bo- doing a bodybuilding competition. <laughs> Amateur bodybuilding. Oh my god! Sounds um, like I'm, I'm actually thinking about doing that, wow. but I'm not quite sure. But I think more along the lines that we'll be back into the hitting of the golf ball again. Sure, great. That's what I know. That's what I'm comfortable with. And maybe doing a bit more with the race cars. Love it, love it. Dave, yeah. it's, it's phenomenal. Well done. Hey, pardon? Well done. I love, I love <laughs> so, many, so many things on the horizon. Always looking forward to so many different achievements and goals. And, you know, I love well, that. Some of the goals may not come through, but some will. Very good point. And that's just the way it is, you know. Um, but I really, I really am focused on trying to get onto the uh, speaking tour. Yeah. I feel I can make a difference to help people, yeah. business or schools or whatever. Yeah. Have you done a bit of speaking already? I've done a bit of speaking. I've done a bit of speaking with one of my old sponsors called uh, Niagara. Okay, good. They're a, um, a medical aids company yep. up here in Brisbane. Yep. So I do a bit of, I've done a bit of talk, a few talks with them down in um, Sydney and up in Brisbane. Okay. I did a, um, a, a talk down in Melbourne a few years ago for a computer company, a computer-based company for a friend of mine. Yep. I've done a bit of speaking, but it's been too, It's been a bit hit and miss. Yeah, yeah. It takes time to build, that, to build your reputation up as a speaker. Yeah, you've got to build... It's going to continue to do it every day. Yeah, as the old saying goes, you've got to walk before you can... Yep. You've got to walk before you can... Absolutely. You know, and I've, I've, with me, it's... You've got to wheel before you can do anything. But, you know, I, <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, um, while I've got breath still in me, I will achieve something within the next 12 months. Fantastic. Six to 12 months, I hope. Love it. I don't know what that will be, but it will achieve something. Man on a mission. Yes, all I'm trying to be. <laughs> trying well done, Dave. Look, Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Um, I think, you know, your attitude, your positivity, your honesty, and your story is inspirational and motivational. And I think we can all learn so much from what you've achieved and also what you want to achieve. You know, I just love hearing how many things you want to achieve and how many goals you have, how many ideas you're playing with. We should all learn from that because we all, it's very easy to strategize and, you know, say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, but we don't actually start executing and doing anything about it. Whereas you're a man of achievement, you're a man of action, 
And we can all learn a lot from that and uh, take some inspiration from what you've achieved over the years. Um, I've been, I've got to admit, I've been very, very lucky with the, um, with the people I've had around me, especially through the weightlifting and um, the golf days. Um, they great support, great support, which motivated me more to even achieve more. Because as I said, I was, um, when it came to long drive here in, in Australia, I was competing against able-bodied people and um, I was still beating. I, I used to beat a couple of them. I held, held my own a couple of times there. But um, I feel that um, there's just a little bit more there to achieve with the golf. So it looks like we, I might head back in that direction. I think. It's a bit like uh, that saying from the last Rocky, I think it was this, the, the Rocky Five. Or he mm-hmm. said... There's still something left in the basement. Still no, something, be- yeah. Still something in the basement. That was when he was about to go and fight the younger uh, up-and-coming, the younger world champ. Yeah. Just, he says, and everybody thought he was crazy. But he said, no, look, there's still something in the basement. And after that, obviously, he said, now everything's gone from the basement. But I love that. Well, see, because I got sick just after I got back from America the second time, everything was taken away real quick. And I lost everything. I lost the the sport, the whole lot. And what I'm um, slowly now that the doctors have said, "Dave, you're fine." I just want to get a little bit of that back and Good. start start to try and move forward a bit more again. I love it. Well done. And if people want to get in touch with you to learn a bit more about your story or to you know yep. book you for speaking, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, they can um, get me on dave.sortel79 at gmail.com yep. or they can get me on Facebook at Dave Sortel or on Instagram at Dave underscore Sortel79. Okay, lovely. And you've got yeah. a website? Not at the moment. We're working on that. Okay. We'll hopefully have one of those up soon. Great. Um, so, um, but um, most of my stuff, uh, videos and stuff like that, is on um, Instagram, so Instagram, you can so get me through Instagram quite well. Instagram, Facebook, um, email, and I'm going to put some links to the videos as well up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I've got, you know, if they want to give me a call, you've got the number. Yep. You've got my number, so they, they can comment, contact me through my mobile number too. Awesome. Fantastic, Dave. Well, look, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. I wish you the absolute best of luck in achieving all those, those new goals. And please Thank let you. us know how you do. I will. I'll be in and, contact. Um, what would you like to leave the audience with today? Any parting thoughts? I'd just like to leave the audience with saying, as my arm says, never give up, never retreat. Just get out there and give something a go. Give the life a go. Get up every day and think of something that you can achieve. I love that. That should be a T-shirt. Give life a go. That's brilliant. Give life a go. And, you know, get up every morning and achieve something or try and achieve something. Set yourself a goal. It might be to go for a walk down to the shop or back. That's a goal. That's a set of goals. Set a goal per day. Make go a little bit further. Go a little bit further. Just keep going. You'll be amazed what you can achieve in a week if you keep going. Yeah. And then after you start feeling those small wins, it becomes addictive and you want more. Yeah, that, that's it. That's exactly right. You want that little bit more. You want that little bit more. You want to achieve that little bit more. Yeah. Oh, I walked this distance today. Let's try and walk, walk a bit more. Another half a K or a K or yeah. something like that. Oh, I was in the gym. Oh, I 
did a dumbbell press the other day at 25 kilos. Next time I want to try and do 30, you know. Well done. You set goals. You set, set, set yourself little goals. Beautiful. Well, Dave, Dave Sortel, it's been fascinating uh, having, a ch- having a chat with you on the show and I really appreciate you coming on, um, on the show, the podcast for us. Not a problem, anytime. My pleasure. And for all the audience out there, I hope you've learned a lot because I certainly have and I'm, I love Dave's story and it's inspired me to really change my perspective and you know, do more and more with, with what I can do as well. So uh, for everybody out there, have a fantastic day. Um, we'll put all the notes and the links to all the notes in the, in the podcast for you. And we'll see you very, very soon for another episode of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast. Bye for now. Thanks again, Dave. Thank you. No worries.